podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. So welcome back everybody to Macklin's Take. It's been a long time. It's been nine months since we put out the, the last one of these. When we spoke to Dan Aziz at the start of last December, we never really intended to be away for quite this long. Um, and we were always going to bring it back. Uh, so th- thanks to everybody for, for well, really quite a few messages over over that period asking us where it had gone and was it coming back. As I say, we were always going to bring it back. It just took a little bit of time to sort out. It, it's been a hectic year. Uh, I've been here, there and everywhere doing stuff, which hasn't really helped because it's made it quite tricky to, to get together. And we still do want to record as many of these face-to-face as we can, but we will be using Zoom um, relatively often, I would imagine, um, with just a pair of us looking back at kind of big talking points, big events in the in the boxing world, but we've missed doing it. We've, we've genuinely missed doing it. Um, and we'll be trying to get it to you once a week or, or as near to that as we can over, well, from from, from now on, really. Um, yeah, Macklin, been a long time coming, hasn't it? Bring, bring, bring your Macklin's take back. It's amazing how it's amazing how quickly time just, just passes. We, we meant to get it back off the ground in Saudi, but in the end, we couldn't because, you know, just logistics, it just wasn't, it wasn't really doable. But um, it's something we've been talking about for ages and it's, and it is, it is genuinely really, I was quite, I wasn't nervous when I got up this morning, but I was kind of, I was quite excited. I was kind of buzzing to, to, to get Macklin to take back on, back on the road. Yeah, I mean, I, as you say, I don't think we meant to have quite as long as a, a hiatus. <laughs> but um, logistically, meeting up, you know, it, it's been difficult. And uh, I think what you rightly said to me the other day is let, let's just get on and do one because sometimes you've just got to start. And then once you start, we, we put ourselves under a healthy amount of pressure then to keep it going where if we don't start, we can just keep putting it off and putting it off. And before we know, it'll be at Christmas and we won't have started. So um, we'll, we'll get this one under our belts today and then I guess we'll we'll be back in the swing of things then and we'll we'll do longer ones get guests on and where we meet up we can meet up and if not you know we've got zoom yeah exactly exactly but 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 you know as i said thanks to everybody who kind of reached out and um kind of special mention to nick gittus uh trainer from the northeast he kind of pushed us over the edge last week where he, he tagged in john peg as well and just said oh i've been listening to the macklin states with with john peg and um you know, John's John's ego doesn't need massaging on the on the podcast front. To be perfectly honest with you, but um, yeah, there were some of our favourites as well. So so thanks thanks Nick because uh, you gave us the final the final push to get going again. So much has happened since since we last been been with you regularly. Um, we're not going to we're not going to go through it all. It would be it would be absolutely impossible. Just in terms of everyday life, global events, boxing. An unbelievable amount has happened. It, we're in one of those periods at, this, at the moment and seems to have been for about two years now where something pretty major happens almost every week uh, and that doesn't show any any signs of, of changing. We'll get on to what I'm kind of billing as promoter wars, um, which I think are looming in the in the autumn period um, a little bit later. But, but first of all, we, we were both in Saudi, Matt, and I know a lot has been said about it. A lot has been written about it since. But 
we were in a fairly unique position. You were there commentating for Sky. I was about 10 feet away from you commentating for TalkSport. And it was mainly because of what happened at the end. Like nothing I've ever really seen before. And I think we were both in the situation, the same situation where you and Adam, Adam Smith would have been trying to work out what was going on when when Joshua loomed on the near side of the ring with those belts in his arms. Me and Spencer Oliver and Adam Catterall certainly were. And it wasn't an easy thing to do, was it? Because he just he just kind of appeared from nowhere after the decision was announced. A split decision, Glenn Feldman's card that found in favour of Joshua. He wasn't the only one um, in the arena who... Who gave it to AJ? But everybody would agree that it was a it was a clear Usyk, a clear Usyk win. So there was no scandal with the decision, and then everything seemed fine. And then all of a sudden, strange things started happening. Yeah, it, it was a mad one because we were obviously commentating on the fight. The decisions happened, um, and he seemed okay when the decision was given. AJ, you know, there was no initially. Then I don't know, like because we you look, we were right up against the ring, and we're looking into the ring. We do have a monitor in front of us as well, but I was looking into the ring and commentating and then I could just see commotion, but I couldn't work out what had happened. I didn't know there was a fight. You know, I couldn't really work out what happened. And then I seen him kind of, AJ storming out the ring and I didn't, you know, then he kind of came back and it it was just, it was quite bizarre. You know, um, once he, once he, once he got the mic and was speaking, loads of things have been said since, Obviously, it was not good. Obviously, you know, it was Usyk's moment and, and he should have waited. But also, emotions are running high. He's just done 12 hard rounds. Like, you'll be physically exhausted, absolutely bitterly disappointed. You can't, we, you know, what, what kind of pressure... Uh, has he been under over the last 12 months? And people say, yeah, but other, he's not the only fighter. No, and I get that. But I'm just saying he's human. Do you know what I mean? And people, things come out wrong sometimes. You know, um, I, I'm not defending. I'm not supporting. I'm just saying, I'm just, it's an observation. Things, it's easy to judge. You know, it's, it's like we're sitting out there saying, he needs to do this, he needs to do that tactically, or needs to let his hands go more or whatever. Yeah, that's all right on the outside looking in. But when you're in there, it can be different. And, and like, we don't know the... You know, at that level, you know, where the, the, the level of scrutiny, the level of haters, the, the knockers, do you know what I mean? You, 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 we aren't in that position. You know, he's in that position and things spill out and come out the wrong way. I guess, yeah. look, he just, I suppose he, yeah, it just boiled over, didn't it? Came out badly, I guess. And, and look, since then, he's he's apologised. So I think you just got to give him a break. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that. I, I think um, emotions are heightened in a way that they're not probably in any other sport uh, post-fight because you've just been hit around the head. The, the, the physical exertion of it and the toll it takes on you is not quite like anything else. And it's interesting because the the next few days when I got home, I was, I was watching a kind of thread put together by um, Terry, the guy who does high field boxing, just talking through what was happening at any stage where after the decision, then it just basically just followed Joshua and, yeah. and, and on the night stuff we didn't basically get to see. And my wife was watching over my shoulder, Amma, and and she, she made it, she made kind of like just, just a really sort of interesting observation, which was that the way he was behaving, it was the way you would expect someone to behave when they've had a bit too much to drink. 
and she's absolutely right. You know that that is the kind of effect that 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 that, that twelve rounds can have on you. You're disorientated a little bit. You're kind of jolly one minute, a bit belligerent the next. Your mood's a bit up and down. You don't really, you know where you are. He knew where he was, but you know you're not quite in the room at times. Um, you're flitting around here, there, and everywhere in terms of subject matter. We've all seen someone seize the mic at the later than night, late, late, late night at the end of a wedding, and kind of you know start rambling on about something. It was, and I'm not trying to disparage him here, but it was a bit like that, wasn't it? It was, it, yeah, was, yeah. it was that kind of scene. Well, I, and it can be like that. So generally, I would have said more like when you've won a fight, but when so when you've won a fight, you know the the amount of adrenaline that's just been pumping through your body for the last 12 rounds. You win the fight, you're on this ecstatic high. It's almost like you're pissed. Do you know what yeah, I mean? It's there you go, like, exactly. Yeah, it is like that. You know, obviously, he was on the wrong end and he was disappointed, but he'll still, you know, he'll still have the same sort of feeling where he doesn't really know what he's doing or, you know, I don't know what he's doing. Maybe not in control of what he's doing. He's not in control of his emotions. Do you know what I mean? That's, that's and it's, it's came out the way it's come out. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and and you know, I did kind of, we were we were sort of sitting there watching it, kind of through our fingers a bit because you not because you're embarrassed for him or you feel like he should be ashamed of himself or, or any of that nonsense, just because well, well, you just think you yourself, a, he's you are get, a little bit, you are a little bit embarrassed for him because you know that he, he's you know he can oh no he, he's going to regret this yeah true you know you, you are you, you're cringing a bit you're thinking he's going to regret this the, the, you know the emotions are running high. He's acting out on his emotions, and he's going to regret this when he calms down. And and that's so you, so you you did have that bit of a oh no, like going on, didn't you? Yeah, because you know that that that's going to be the takeaway for most people. Yeah. There'll be all sorts of hilarious memes and gifs and and, and all the rest of it. It was. I went to the press conference um, later on, and you know he was still very emotional um, d- during that, and it, it was kind of an unusual setting because. You know, Spencer Rothberg, who I was working uh, with for TalkSport, got got quite a lot of criticism afterwards for the kind of, for what he said to Joshua at the press conference. Um, But what people need to understand about that was basically what happened was that Spencer, when we were calling the fight, by the end of the fight, he had Usyk winning 7-5. And he was was absolutely clear that Usyk had had won. There was no question Usyk had won. um, That five rounds is basically the maximum you could give to Anthony. Um, and I, I'd agree with that. But, but you, you could have given him five if you if you chosen to give a couple of close ones his way. Basically, you could have scored it seven, five, eight, four, or nine, three. Any of them were fine, but Usyk definitely won. And he said that at the end of the fight, and he was clear. Um, and what he was saying to Joshua in, in the press conference afterwards, where he said, you outbox the best boxer on the world, he was just trying to pick his friend up. That That's all he was doing there. He, he was sitting there, and he's got this guy in front of him who was known for 15 years, since a kid, really, and his eyes are full of tears as Spencer was describing it to me afterwards. And, and he kept looking at Spencer and Spencer just thought, I know this is a press conference. I know I'm a member of the media. I know I'm not really supposed to do what I'm about to do, but fuck this. He's my friend. Um, and, 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 that's, and that's how that happened. So the whole thing was, it was just kind of quite emotional from the, from the bell onwards for, for Joshua. I mean, how do you think he... What did you make of the performance anyway? We haven't even we haven't even talked about that. Well, I've got answer the performance, but I just want to touch on what you said there because I've, I've watched a bit on uh, Talksport during the week um, or, or the days after with Simon Jordan and Spencer. And he's giving a bit of stick, saying you know you you shouldn't have done that or you know 
maybe you're not telling him the truth and that's detrimental to me. He probably needs to hear the truth. And Spencer was like, no, I, I, what do you mean? He said, that I, 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 it was close. After nine rounds, the fight was close. Stusik won 10, 11, 12, won the fight. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm telling you, you're out, but you were in the fight. I was picking, basically, he said, it, I am a member of the media, but I'm also, I was also a member of Finchley Boxing Club. I've known him since he was a kid. He's my mate and he's gutted. So I'm putting my arm around him and I'm picking him up. I'm not lying or building him up with bullshit. I'm saying the fight was close. You're, but you're done unbelievable. I know it never went your way, but you're putting a really performance that you can be proud of. Maybe not right now because you're gutted, but in the days and weeks that follow and the dust settles and everything, I think you'll be able to look yourself in the mirror and know you gave it everything you had and you probably couldn't have done any more. You know, you got to remember someone like Usyk, who constantly moving, constantly fainting, offsetting. It's so hard to find any kind of rhythm. So it's, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it, it, you just feel, you never, it's like you never really get flowing in the fight, but you try, you're in there. So I think the discipline he showed, his first fight with Robert Garcia, all things considered, when the dust does settle, I think he'll, 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 he'll be okay with himself. I think he'll be able to look himself in the mirror and think, nah, I went out there. I made, I made, I made some uh, changes to my team after the fight, the first one, and I worked my ass off. And I've done everything I possibly could have to give myself the best chance of winning. I went out there. I executed the game plan we, we devised as a team to the best of my ability. Uh, and I'm okay with that. I think I think he'll, he'll be okay. I don't think he'll have the ifs and buts and maybes and the regrets that he possibly has had, you know, Ruiz one or, you know, the first fight with Usyk, for example. I think you can only give it your best. And by the way, Usyk's in the, in the other corner. He's got a say on how the fight plays out as well. Do you know what I mean? It's not... So, you know, it, uh, you know and, and, and let me tell you, Usyk had to be 10 out of 10 to win. Do you know what I mean? He, 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 he was in fifth gear for most of the fight. So, you know, he was exhausted after as well. He, he worked every second of every round. So I think all things considered, I think when, 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 he, when the dust settles and emotions of all that gone and he looks at it, I think he'll, he'll think, you know what? I gave my best. Star-wise, nightmare, difficult. Well, I gave my best and, and I ran it very, very close. Hey, everybody, sitting here with a famous Slovenian philosopher. How are you doing, sir? I am uh, in hell, thank you. Are you uh, excited about something? I am excited about this latest uh, CIA-funded venture. A CIA venture? Yes, it's called The Desire and Capital Podcast. Oh, what is it about? I refuse your fascist question. Well, there you have it. Listen to the Desiring Capital Podcast, coming soon to a bourgeois platform near you. On your marks, get set, go! Yeah, he did a lot better than the first fight. And, and we were talking endlessly in the build-up about what he needed to do differently. But but as you say there, you've got somebody in the opposite corner who, whatever you do, he's capable of finding an answer. You know, that He's that guy. And he always, he always has been. And it was just such a 
difficult line to tread. He did need to be more aggressive, but he couldn't be too reckless because you knew you would get made to pay if you were too gung-ho and you made mistakes and you stood there swinging. It was it was a very, very difficult game plan to come up with and execute. And, and I don't think, like you say, that they could have done too much more because through nine rounds, whatever people think about their own scorecards, through nine rounds, it was close. That, that fight was in the balance. He was just ahead on one. He was just behind on another. With Glenn Feldman... I'm guessing he would have been maybe quite comfortably ahead because because Usyk won those last three rounds. I mean, I don't think there's any there's any doubt about any doubt about that. So that fight was in the balance with three rounds to go. And if you'd offered them that before the fight, they'd have taken it. They just couldn't get it done because Usyk provided the the kind of response that somebody like him is is capable of giving you. Look, we we, we said building up to the fight. Well, certainly I did. Anyway, we we're talking tactics. Piece he's got to get in there. Right, you know, I interviewed Robert Garcia a few, I think, on the Wednesday or Tuesday or the Wednesday of the uh, fight week, and I remember coming away from that interview thinking, "Do you know what? I think uh, this is going to be this is going to be a good fight. You know, I think this is going to be a better fight. I think AJ is going to be better, and I think Usyk will probably be better too, and he'll have to be because I think we're definitely going to see a better AJ. Uh, I think his mindset will be better. It will be more aggressive. And what about? And it was more aggressive." He was more aggressive and he did throw more punches and he did work the body. So he did he did execute the things they were working on in training that he needed to to make a better performance to win the fight. Okay, he didn't win the fight, but he was a better performance. He did execute. He did work the body more. He was more aggressive. You can't just steam across the ring like a headless chicken. Who's going to do that? Do you know what I mean? You're not going to do that. But he was more, um, he was better. He was a lot better. And he made Usyk be better, you know. Uh, so, yeah, I, I thought I thought he performed well. I thought he performed well. I just think he, he was up against a guy that style-wise is a nightmare for him and a nightmare for anyone. And not just style-wise, he's, he's a top, top fighter. Olympic gold medalist, hundreds of amateur fights, super experienced. He's got that style nailed. Like, that's he's always been his style. And people are always going to probably have to adjust to him as opposed to him adjusting to them because he's got that unique, awkward style. But I thought Joshua, you know, gave it a, a really good go. Yeah, I, I did as well. And, and you know, in the media, sometimes we, we can be accused of being too too easy on Joshua because he's taken us on this amazing ride over the last however many years. And, and you know, I've been at the last 10 of his fights, pretty much the same for you. And, and, and the, the effect he's had on British boxing is absolutely huge. And, and I, I, I get that. I understand that. But but I do also think that there is, with some observers, with people who are kind of maybe on the periphery of the media or kind of involved in the media or are just very dedicated fans, there's definitely a portion of people, I think, who are always looking to be quite hard on him or looking to be quite hard on big British names because they feel that gives them more credibility because how can anyone accuse me of being biased towards AJ if, if you know, I say that he barely won a round in that fight against Usyk. I do think there's quite a lot of that that, that goes on. And I just find that it irritates me because, you know, just watch the fight and see what happens and make up your mind as to what you think has, has happened. But I don't know. Do, do, do you know what I mean? I think people, yeah, do, yeah. Like to, people do like to pile on him a bit. Yeah, yeah, look, well, he's, he's, you know, he's the poster boy, isn't he, I guess, he's a huge name, and I guess with that comes a certain level of scrutiny and criticism, and 
haters and knockers. You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, do you know what, unhappy negative people out there that just want to be fucking knocking people. Uh, you know, you see the build, and I think the British press in sport are, are, are notorious for wanting building you up. And then once they put you up there, trying to knock you down, you know. But, I, 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 you know, he, he, you can't knock him. He's, he's literally, he, if you look at his resume as a professional, well, even from his amateurs, when he, you know, he started boxing, what he achieved in such a short period of time, turning professional, what he, you know, he was, I think, world champion. Was he 16? Was he 16th or 17th fight? Yeah. You know, and then if you look at the fighters he's boxed since then, you know what I mean? He's fought them all. The only one he hasn't fighting each other, weren't they? And there was BT and, you know, things like that. So, and Fury was out of the game for a while. So, you know, if you look at it, I, I just don't see how people can knock him. Uh, you know, in, in boxing, he's, you know, he's, I just don't get it. He's, he's fought, he's done what he's, he, he's done immediate rematches twice. And everyone said he shouldn't, including me, by the way. You know, I think Eddie said it. I texted Eddie after the first fight and I said to him, um, swerve that rematch at all costs. He's just a bad style for him. And it's like, you know, let 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 Fury beat Usyk. Right, this is what I said to Eddie. And get him a few wins. Get him to a couple of wins. Rebuild. He was, he was going with a new trainer as well. He'll need a couple of fights to really get in sync with each other. Let, let Fury take care of Usyk and then do Joshua and Fury because that's a better... that's. That's actually a better style for Joshua. You know, I'm not saying he beats Fury. Yeah. It's a better style. I tell, style. I tell you, that, that plan looks that, that plan looks even better now, doesn't it? But it unfortunately it was just it was never gonna happen, was it? He was always gonna take the immediate rematch. It was just that was the way that was well, look, I'm, that I'm was always looking, gonna go. I'm looking at it from a purely from a boxing point of view. Yeah. What's best for this boxer from a boxing point of view? I'm thinking of confidence, I'm thinking of styles, I'm thinking of time that you need with a new trainer. You know, these are things I know firsthand I've got experience in. Obviously, Eddie's thinking from a commercial point of view, and he's he'll be weighing up if he wins, if he doesn't win, what that means. And there's probably a lot riding on it. And then he's thinking, if we don't do that immediate rematch, and if I was Fury, do we get the shot? You know, if we do, how long do they make us wait? You know, it's not like you're in control of all these different things. There's a lot of different, there's a lot of moving plates, and sometimes you know, you've got to strike all the irons hot and you've got the, you've got, legally, you've got a rematch clause and, you know, it, there's no guarantee when you're going to get that next crack. Personally, I think they would have got the crack pretty quickly because from a marquee commercial point of view, AJ's such a cash cow that he would have got it, I think. But, you know, I, I do appreciate and accept what Eddie's saying in terms of, you know, there was no guarantee and it's here now and we do what we don't. If we don't, we, we risk losing the control on it. So, look, there's a lot of things to worry about. I, I was obviously just going, I was thinking just purely from a boxing point of view that he'll be better. He'll be, he'll be better if he has a couple of fights with the new trainer, get comfortable with each other, not the, you know, still box top 15 guys. It's going to be decent guys, good good opponents, but um, maybe just don't go back into the immediate rematch with Usyk, let Fury be Usyk and then do the Fury fight. But, you know, Whatever it, it it happened, it was a good fight. Uh, he didn't get he didn't get the win, but listen, he's still he's still one of the best heavyweights in the world. And if he wants to continue, and he is going to continue, and it looks like he is, then you know maybe maybe three or four fights in a year 
if he stays with Robert Garcia as well, you know, that solidifies that relationship. That they can get on the same page more and more. And um, you know, that continuity, that bit of momentum, get that confidence back. He's, you know, he's he's lost three of his last four, and they've been massive fights, massive fights, massive events, massive pressure. You know, where you've lost it now. The, the monkeys up in that regard. The pressure's up a little bit. Go, 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 go and fight three or four top fifteen guys with with, with Robert Garcia, and, and 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 come again. Reinvent yourself, and you know what I mean. I just think it's it, that there's, there's definitely another chapter there for him. Look, you're telling me that if Joshua comes back and beats someone, whoever in December, say, then for you know maybe. Dillian White rematch, perhaps, or, or whatever. You know, had three or four fights against good, big, good names. You're telling me the the, the the Fury Joshua fight isn't big then? If Fury beats Usy, of course it is. Oh no, it can definitely happen. It can absolutely happen. And 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 I think, yeah, I mean, as regard what, what's happened next, hopefully we see Fury Usyk, um December the seventeenth, maybe in Saudi. That's what they've been talking about for ages. The night before the World Cup final. During the week, during fight week, Alex Krasiuk, Agis Klimas, Usyk himself at the press conference very pointedly said, you know, thank you to Saudi Arabia. We're sure we'll be back here uh, before too long, probably numerous times. So that looks that looks most likely what will happen there. Um, with Joshua, yeah, the, this world tour that Eddie's talking about, I don't see any, any harm in that. But his next fight has got to be, he's just got to win, hasn't he? It's got to be a win. He's got to get some... Blood on his knuckles, as I as I saw someone describe it um, fairly recently. It's just a question of selecting the right the right person because he can't. They can't possibly put him in a fight next up that he might even have a kind of even sixty forty in his favour is not quite good enough. I think it's got to be seventy thirty, isn't it? He's got to he's got to win. Listen, you look like I said. He's just gone there from Ruiz. Two fights for Ruiz. I think it was Pulev then, wasn't it? It was his mandatory. And then he's done two fights with Usyk. Like, you know, it, it, it's you can't even... It hasn't, we haven't been able to see what he's learned and improved and developed in those fights because he's been in the deep end in all back-to-back fights. Dropping down a couple, a one, half the level to some guys that are maybe peripheral top 10, 15. And, and, then, and then you'll see the improvements. And you know what? Sometimes you just need to bang someone out. Do you know what I mean? I, th- I think that's absolutely what he needs. Sometimes you just need to bang someone out and feel good and feel confident and feel happy and then go again. You know what I mean? And that's what I think he needs. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. You know, he's got a. it's about building his confidence back up now. He's, he's, when you go up through that bottleneck when you win a world title, and this is never true than it has been for him, Coming back down through it, it's just basically impossible. But now, now is the time where he can actually just take that step down and, and look to, yeah, just work with a new trainer, rebuild that confidence. It was it was funny seeing Fury's reaction, wasn't it? Because, God, he, he's so easily bored, isn't he, Tyson? The last few months, he's retired, he's unretired, he's fighting for half a billion, he's fighting for free, he's off to Iceland looking for Thor. And on the night, he said, oh, these two bums, I beat them both on the same night. The shittest heavyweight title fight in history. And all this kind of stuff, but we have to see him against Usyk, and it does look like, you know, unfortunately for the UK, it does look like that's going to be in in Saudi Arabia. They're just a major player now, aren't they, for the very biggest fights? Well, it looks that way, doesn't it? They're, you know, the the the, the 
to Joshua Ruiz, this the Usyk rematch, that they're huge fights, and and at the end of the day, it's professional boxing. They're not doing this for free. They're doing it to make money. That's their job, and you know, the best horse jumps the ditch. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. and it's that they're, they're the ones digging in, putting the money. You know, the big fights were always in America because the American TV with the paymasters. You know, so. That's what happened then in those times where now, you know, the Saudis are like just buying the show and putting, you know, blowing everyone out of the water with the money that they're paying. So that's the way it is. It's uh, it's unfortunate from from a, a spectacle point of view. But actually from a time zone point of view, it, it works pretty good. You know, it does. whereas the West Coast of America, Las Vegas, like the amount over the years, we've always had to wait up to like 5 a.m. like this. Yeah. <laughs> Always no, set the alarm again, you know. We're the Saudi time zone. It works nice. Yeah, for UK fight fans, it's not a bad thing. Eddie's taking a show to to Abu Dhabi at the start of November again. The the, the the time difference for us will be good for that one. So maybe there's a little bit of a shift going on here, and and we'll, we'll get to the kind of well, we'll we'll kind of segue into it now. Basically, the whole sort of promotional scene, and to ease us into it, it was an interesting week, wasn't it? Because in Saudi, because obviously. Eddie signs Joshua, and I know all this stuff happened a while ago, but obviously we haven't spoken about it on Macklin's take because we weren't, we weren't around. Um, Eddie signs Joshua, but then you hear rumours that obviously the fight might not, might, DAZN signed Joshua rather, then you hear rumours that the fight might not necessarily be on DAZN because the Saudis have got the rights and they can do whatever they want with them. And in the end, Sky ended up getting it, and then TalkSport ended up getting it too because Matchroom had given all their fight nights to Five Live previously. So, you know, for both of us, it was great, but it, but it was it was strange, wasn't it? it? It made for a kind of entertaining sort of week where you're just wandering around, and you know, it wasn't quite like a normal big Joshua fight week. There weren't as many people there, and you had this just it was just quite a bizarre situation around, wasn't it? Let's be honest. Hey everybody, this is Moto G Pete from the Nokomoto Motorcycle Podcast. Join us every week while we rate, review, ride, philosophize, and generally obsess over every single motorcycle make, model, and style that could possibly exist, plus news and racing. That's the Nokomoto Motorcycle Podcast from Moto One Podcast Network Studios. Talk about don't count your chickens. Before the eggs have hatched, you know. Because oh, <laughs> I mean, no. even, even at that final bit, when it was basically, uh, we were told, no, it's gone sky now. It still took a while, you know, for it to be officially announced and contract signed. And I was at that point thinking, oh, I wouldn't even be shocked if there's a turnaround again. No, nor me. Nor me. Yeah. It was, but it was, it was good fun. And, and, and Jeddah's a very different place to Riyadh. And, so from our point of view, you know, everything was 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 pretty was pretty straightforward. And and we will be going back there. There's absolutely no question that we'll be going back there. Um on the promotional front, so much has been going on over the last few months. Obviously, there was there was the split with with Sky and, and Matrim, which is a long time ago now. Boxer basically got an entire season under their belt when we were last with you with Macklin's take. As I said, it was early December. Um, a lot has happened since then. And I think this autumn, this fall, as the Americans call it, it's always a big time for big fights. And I think that we are, we're in for some 
tremendous entertainment when it comes to the when it comes to the promoters because and he's got this fight um, this card in Abu Dhabi. Uh, he's got Leewood before that. Um, boxer, uh, I've learned a lot over the last year. I would say I was out in Albania with them for foreign market. I, I very much enjoyed that. They're going to need to kind of dig in and really look to to raise their game to to another level again because that's what you have to do. And they kind of just coming up on the rail over the last few months. You know, we've had Frank Warren who who's got Parker Joyce. He managed to make that fight despite the fact that Parker signed with with, with Boxer. It looks like he might be about to make Daniel Duvar against against Dillian White. Fury Usyk, well, again, we'll probably have the same kind of right situation, but but he would be confident that that would end up on, on his platform on BT, who are going through this whole discovery thing at the minute. And, you know, it, it's just, it, it's it's fascinating, isn't it? Kalar and Nissa, the, the Sowlands with Wasserman, um, they've got their Channel 5 deal, but but also KSI was there last weekend, and, and that's not going anywhere. I mean... It's like a kind of promoter's battle royal at the minute, and you can't really work out what's going to happen. Oh, it's chaos! It's the it's it's literally become the wild west. I mean, you've got <laughs> up until I don't know, like you know, when, when I was watching boxing and when I turned pro, and up until probably five years ago, you know, there was Frank Warren on Sky, Barry Hearn was on Sky, I think Panos was, then he wasn't. But you know, it was it was. You could follow it really. You could see it was now it's like we're immersed in it. And sometimes I don't know what the fuck's going on. No. <laughs> because like I don't because you've got to throw in the YouTubers as well. Yeah, absolutely. And then, and then you got like these like fight TV and you got um the UFC fight pass. There's that and you know, streaming, there's that many different channels popping up. Yeah. You know. Oh, and another another thing I forgot I forgot to mention was that Lou De, this is how convoluted it's got Lou DeBella won a purse bid for John Pascal against Joshua Buazzi beating Matchroom. And it almost immediately would appear that he's going to team up with Frank Warren and put that in the UK on a BT card. I mean, these are the kinds of things that are going on at the minute. Just to kind of, I asked you a very open-ended question there, and it's basically impossible to answer. But let's just start with Zone and Matchroom. They put on good shows the last, the last season. You know, if you think about the start of last September to the end of, August roughly being being a boxing season. They put on good shows, but it's been hard, isn't it? I mean, there's, there's oh. no question. It's been, visibility-wise, it's been very difficult for them. Probably, and I don't think they underestimated it, but probably harder than they even thought. Because no, I, say- I, 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 for one, have been quite, I was pretty shocked at how, how almost invisible even Eddie, to an extent, became. And he's never going to be invisible. But you know what I mean? Even for him, without, no, without that, that big megaphone of Sky, it's, it's a different world. No, I'd say I'd say I disagree with you, and I'd say he did underestimate it, but it would be impossible not to underestimate it. Yeah, exactly. You know, it'd be impossible not to underestimate it because everything's going well. Every, everything's touching. He's turning to gold. He's got done his own deal in America. He wants to go more global. He's got a control on how things are going with the production and everything. I, I, I understand why he did what he did. He made the move. Probably thought. I want a new challenge. I want to go bigger. I want to see, can I become the UFC, a boxing? And he's gone for it, but I'd say it's been fucking hard. Like, you know, you, 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 it's easy to forget what a machine Sky Sports is because it's ingrained in sports fans' fibre, f- f- um, fr- 
what, what the word is, fabric or fiber, whatever, you know, and it, they're just part, it's just part of their, you know, it's their go-to, isn't it? You know, Sky yeah, it has been, you know, 30 years of Premier League on Sky, you know, that's, that's you know, a generation. You know, and it's like, really, the zone, Matt True, it's like, it's a more spoofed up version of Box Nation. I mean, it's gone, the world has changed since Box Nation. Social media um, is a massive thing now. Um, so, Eddie, and Eddie's got a big following and he's got people like with Tony Bell, you've got big followings and they're with him. So, you know, it, do you know what I mean? There's, he, 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 he can promote it. But look, I went to the league, I went to Michael Conlon, Lee Wood fight in Nottingham earlier in the year. Brilliant fight. Brilliant event. Uh, you know, walking up to the arena uh, through Nottingham, the crowds, were, it was getting busy as we get closer to the arena. Uh, there was a, it was a really big fight feel. Do you know what I mean? And I remember thinking, ah, oh, I miss this. Because up until that point, the, the shows at Wembley Arena with Poor and um, Savannah Marshall up in Newcastle, it was good to be back boxing. It was good that Sky had uh, doubled down and, you know, gone with a new era and a teamed up and they're still very much committed to boxing. But I remember walking to the arena in Nottingham for the Wood fight, I think, would and Michael Conlon fight, and I remember thinking, ah, oh, I miss this. I miss this big fight buzz, this excitement, the crowd. Who do you think is going to win? Do you know what I mean? It had that big fight feel, and obviously it was a cracker of a fight. It was a good card, some good fights as well on the undercard. But how many people watch that and tell it? Yeah, there you go. Good question. I have you know, no idea of the answer. I, I don't know either, but I can guarantee you it, it would have been a million miles away from who watched Catterall and Taylor or Eubank and Williams. You know, and February was a really strong month with Sky. And I know you could say there's a little bit of smoke and mirrors about that because Eubank was a Wasserman fighter and now he's fighting Ben under the zone. And Khan and Brooke fought each other because they were cashing out and neither had anywhere else to go. So that was that's what got that fight done. And, you know, but, you know, it, it's it, it's just unprecedented times. It's unprecedented times, um, and I think you can you can you can go back to the PBC when Al Heyman went with the the hedge fund, and he formed the PBC, and the and that they were signing up a lot of fighters. Then then obviously the zone have come in, and you know the money has just exploded in boxing. Now the Saudis are wanting there, and the money just keeps it just it's just exploded, which is great for the fighters, you know. Um, I think from a, from a casual fan point of view, it must be hard to keep up, keep on to keep a track of everything. But you know, boxing's been a bit mad for a long time, hasn't it? You know, there's four champions and different things. So it's oh, just, yeah. I mean, it's gone. It has gone silly a bit with the the YouTubers and that as well. But I don't know. I think you've just there's no unless you can change it, just get on with it and 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 and, and get your head around it because I don't think it's going anywhere. I think I think no. these times they've. No, agreed, and it, it, it is very entertaining as well. I mean, you know, the, the levels of kind of shithousery are, are kind of <laughs> uh, raising as well, aren't they? Because I've been, I've been, I've had a great like last kind of 10, 11 months because I've been working at places where I've ended up at pretty much everything. Um, the two Fury fights, AJ, Brooke Khan, some, some, you know, plenty of other stuff, and you get to see different shows and how, how people are doing different things. But for example, Sky were happy to big up Fury against Dillian White as much as possible because it was available for purchase via their 
via their platform, Eddie, at times. And Frank as well, Frank Smith, every now and again, have come out and said, listen, you know, where was this 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 complete, as you said, double down commitment from Sky when 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 we were with them? You know, where 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 was it? Um and, and Eddie complained at one point about Sky not not really giving any coverage to Taylor Serrano and and all these kinds of things. The sniping has been has been entertaining. Um and we'll, and we'll continue to be. So what what have you made of 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 Boxer over the last nine, ten months. It's been softly, softly at times. Um, but more fighters are coming their way. Billum Smith in Bournemouth, that was that was a real good night. Um saw Lawrence Coley in there doing some punditry on the on the pay-per-view. I don't know what the situation is there. Maybe he's coming, maybe he's not. But you know, bit by bit, um maybe fighters will start to jump over the fence. But I think I think what it shows is that boxing's uncontrollable. You know, people who are monopolists, Al Heyman and other people coming in thinking they can get control. It's uncontrollable. You can't control it. It just won't happen unless you've got about 10 billion and you don't give a shit about losing five. <laughs> You're not, and even then, I just don't think it's just, it's always going to be a little bit fragmented. I think you have different commissions, you got different sanctioning bodies. It's, it's, it's chaos really, but you learn to, you learn to understand it and you learn to go with it. Um, I think I think Eddie's never worked as hard, and but I'd say it's less enjoyable than I'd say when we. It was funny enough. I was going down to um, I was going down to St. I was driving down to St. Ives in this a few weeks back, and whatever way it synced up in the car on my phone, our podcast with Eddie Hearn came on. So I thought, <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll listen to this. And it was the more I don't even remember. But it was the morning after the last show of Fight Camp. Yeah, no, I remember. Yeah, I remember. And it was interesting because. You know, we talked about how uh, COVID happened and, you know, doing fight camp and making fights, you know, make, he was making more competitive fights than maybe uh, it would have been harder to get fighters to take fights. But because it's like, well, if you don't fight then, then we can't put you on. Um, you know, he, he, he took a lot from it. And I think it, he said, look, it, it's given him the uh, motivation or inspiration of where he saw what direction he wants to go. And obviously we knew the the zone deal was coming up at Sky and everything. I would say at that time, he probably felt that Sky might have just walked away from boxing because there was no real obvious um, replacement. But in comes Boxer, fresh, new, um, you know, and, and, and with what was it, they got, I guess, what was available, React Poor Savannah, but things change. You can't keep everyone happy. There's only so many Saturdays in the week. There's only so much budget. You know, Eddie can't keep everyone happy. The ones who get discontented want to jump ship. They see people boxing on Sky, get doing massive viewing figures, everyone talking about them, Sky Sports News getting behind them. And all of a sudden, they think, well, I box for six months. I box for nine months. You know, I want that. You know, and there has been a shift where Eddie was the man in new British boxing. But I think it was, see- and, 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 and he's there because he's grafted his balls off the last 10, 12 years to, to make himself there. But, you know, Frank is, Frank's back in the game. You never, ever write that man off, let me tell you. <laughs> and then, you you know, you've got... And, 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 and Boxer are getting better. They are getting better. They are improving and they will do because they're brand new. They, they can only get better, you know. Yeah, and, with, exactly, and, with, with experience. And, they're, and, they're, and they've got Sky behind them. 
And Sky is a machine because every sports fan watches Sky Sports News. So, you know, and most blokes will watch a fight if, if it's yeah. sold to them properly. So yeah, yeah. When, when that's when Sky are behind it, let me tell you, that that's that takes some beating. Oh no, it absolutely does. And, and and you mentioned Frank there and and I kind of pointed out the the fights that, that they've got or have got coming up and They've got a a long time to run on 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 their their TV deal and and as I said, there's this whole discovery thing going on there and and all the rest of it. So he's he's looking in good shape because he's got a good skate stable of fighters as well. He's just kind of biding his time and watched everybody get obsessed with Matt Truman, Boxer, and Sky and Dazone and just gone about gone about his business. I mean, do you think we haven't got too much longer with Eddie? putting this card in Abu Dhabi at the start of November and Joe Cordina's on it, for example. Uh, first world title defence is going to be over there. Obviously, Welsh boxing fans would have loved to have seen that back in, in Cardiff. There's going to be other uh, British boxers on that card, I would imagine, as well. Uh, top of it, of course, is, is Bivol against Ramirez. It's always been the kind of global thing with Dazone, hasn't it? Now, I'm not saying they're going to abandon boxing in the in the UK, but but maybe that's more the way that it will that it will go and there won't be as many as many UK cars possibly looking down the stretch there. Well, but, it, but it's interesting, isn't it? Because like what we were saying there about boxing being uncontrollable, you've got the zone probably coming in thinking, we're going to do this, we're going to do that global. But there's too many moving plates in boxing to control. It's not like you've got a season of uh, football or whatever where you're going to play X amount of games and it's going to run for like nine months and that's just a fact and that's what it's going to be where regardless if someone gets injured it doesn't matter if the star player gets injured Man United and whoever are still playing whoever they're playing on that day they're not going to put the gate the game back six weeks because you know I can't even I don't even know the players anymore but you know because they got injured or whatever but it's like boxing is, we'll put it this way all of a sudden Eddie Hearn who's with the zone He's lost his he's lost his queen on the chessboard, the heavyweight champion of the world. Do you know what I mean? So, it, how, listen, I, I used to play chess, and you don't want to lose your queen, but it's not the end of the world if you're good if you can if you've got your castles and your bishops and you know how to play. But you know, there's no doubt that the queen. You know, no one wants to lose their queen. That's a major piece. Now, all of a sudden, you got the heavyweight champion of the world. You can command certain. You know, you're sitting in a strong position when you're negotiating with anyone. You know, you've got Joshua. He's going to pack out stadiums. He's going to do excellent. He's going to move the needle. People are going to buy subscriptions. But, you know, Bivol and Ramirez, how many how many non-boxing fans are going to be, outside of the hardcore boxing fans, who's going to be in a rush to subscribe to watch that fight? No, I agree. I agree. It's yeah. hard to, you know, I, listen, I, I'd say, like, the zone, whatever plans that, well, they, they said, didn't they, that it was going to be the end of pay-per-view? They did, indeed. It was going to be the end of pay-per-view. Then they said, oh, no, we'll, we'll just do pay-per-view for the likes of a Canelo. Well, now they're doing Bivol and Zwado. Well, they did KSI. They're doing That's Ramirez. They're doing Ramirez and, 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 and Bivol on, 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 um, on pay-per-view now. You know, because these shows cost money, a lot of yeah. money. Imagine the overheads that must be at the zone. Forget what they're paying for the fights, the staff, the operation costs, and all the rest of it. Every month, fortunes going out. 
And then you're trying to recruit money from subscriptions. And then you're thinking, well, huh, we've got to, we've got to, you know, we've got to pay for this fight. We can't pay those fighters that money. We've got to put it on pay-per-view. But then you completely go in against your own model that you set. And people are getting pissed off. And then you're putting up subscriptions, right? It's just, it's uh, it's mad times. It is mad times. And I don't, there's no one that can say with any real confidence of how it's all going to play out because it is absolutely unprecedented. We've got no, nothing to go by as a guide. No, 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 absolutely, absolutely. We've um, um, uh, we've run out of time. We've run out of time. Macklin's got to attend to his sprawling um Real estate empire over in, in the next few minutes. He's got a he's got a, a high net worth um, individual, um, an agent and broker, and all this kind of stuff. I was watching the world's biggest houses or some program like that the other day, and uh, I, I imagine it's a very very similar scene that's about to unfold in Macklin Towers. But, but, it, is, <laughs> but it is no, it is so interesting. It's so interesting, and and it's just uh, from a selfish point of view, it's a brilliant time to be freelancing. Um, I had a fantastic time at Sky for five, six years. Absolutely awesome. Loved every second of it. Um, but it was the right time to go and do my own thing. And it couldn't actually, as it turns out, have been a better time to do it. So, you know, we've got loads of pals who work at DAZN, um, and you just want everything to somehow all these plates keep spinning because, you know, it makes it all that much more interesting. Um, and I don't think any of these plates are about to crash to the floor anytime, anytime soon. But, you know, boxing is 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 that that mad old world where you can never be really sure what is going to happen from one day to the next. So we're going to need to wrap it up there. But it's great to be back. And as we said, we're going to be trying to bring you this every every week. We will be doing interviews in person. We'll chats in person with guests. We'll get guests on Zoom. We'll probably do a few more like this where it's just the two of us because so much happens. Um, I don't think we always need a guest when we're when we're discussing stuff like this um i think the guests are great when we can get them but i think yeah. if we can't get them because of, it is difficult you know when we were at sky seeing each other every couple of weeks or whatever it was a lot easy wasn't it or in that fire yeah. it was grab people obviously that's more difficult now so we will get guests here and there but i think in order to keep the continuity and just keep it moving there will be times when it's just myself and yourself yeah 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 but who could be unhappy with that exactly exactly uh we'll try and team up next week for um shields marshall because that's in london at the o2 just down the road from me so so we'll see if we can lay our hands on on anybody there but um as i say good to be back thanks for tuning in everybody and we'll catch you again next time and old lucy brown yes that line falls on the right not that Maggie's back in town. Look out, old Maggie's back. Sports Social Podcast Network.